0: You still sound a little low or soft for really? whatever reason. Really? I, I yeah. I don't know why. I have my volume all. Over. One, two, check, check, check. More, keep going.
1: I, that's all I can do. Oh. I, don't, I don't, I don't, know what else I can do. Okay. I, I mean, I'm using the mic. Maybe it's me. I don't know. No, it's. I've noticed I've been soft lately, and I don't know what to do about it. Um I've, I been, agree. I've just been. Ha ha. That was a good one. That was <laughs> a good one. Um and uh <laughs> I uh I have to pump up the I've I've been having to pump up my levels and here we yeah, go <laughs> Episode 27 27 Um <laughs> 27
0: you 27. guys Throwing up the signs. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. 27. 27 is a lucky number for the most part. It just feels lucky. I don't know. I'm okay. just throwing that out there, trying to be positive. It just feels lucky.
1: 27. Thank you guys for coming.
0: It's a good show. It's going to be a special show. We got Andy Matichak on this show today.
1: Yeah, we do. It was a great interview.
0: She's. It was. It was fun to talk to her. We interviewed yeah. her earlier today at eight this morning, our time, because she's on the East Coast yeah so sean and i were uh still uh, i was i know that i had just had a cup of coffee and was still trying to wake up so if if i seem a little sleepy on that interview it's goes to eight o'clock on a saturday morning after a very long very busy week that i had
1: so yeah i had to set an alarm which i don't do these days <laughs> <laughs> that's a- all i do now
0: all i do is set alarms um, and today I, I, I wasn't gonna have to but i did because we had to do the interview we had to change it so uh <clears throat> but we got up we did it and it turned out
2: good
1: <laughs> i was about to go what the hell's going on in your voice You cleared your throat i was for a second there you was like devil yeah. times five i'm like devil what's going times on times
0: five
2: <laughs> that's
0: my devil times five
1: let's talk let's get caught up on little thing i have some I have a few questions we missed on the last episode. We didn't have many from the live episode because we were answering them in real time. So there was only a couple. Uh, So it's going to be easy to breeze through this stuff. But first things first, we should probably get to... We had some gifts that were sent to us while you were in Australia. I finally made the pilgrimage to your house and passed off said gifts. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to start with... uh, This is from... And I'll let you know what they are. Kay Sawyer, this says, Sean and Christopher's an envelope here. And it says, sorry, you will have to read the return envelope up to put the stickers in. Oh, I guess I got to send them stickers. Or maybe I did already did I already do that. I don't know if I did. I'll have to figure that out. But there's a card. It's got skateboards on it. Because, you know, we're both big into skating. Oh. Uh-huh. I don't have
0: that in my stash.
1: No, you don't. P.S. Let's see. I sent this get off my lawn with your Halloween goodies, but I may have missed your answering it on the video. My get off my lawn moment is DVD labels, boutique labels charging $30 for a new release of a film with so many new features, sit down interiors, etc. But they wait, Uh, even close. Oh, and won't even close caption or subtitle title them. He said, I'm deaf a huge film fan and I may as well just stick with the money, bare bones disc. Do you two have an opinion on this? Looking forward to future vids. Dear Sean and Christopher. So glad it is 2020. Oh, I guess this was kind of the PS was this was the second part I read first because he did it. He started over here. Got and it. Ended up Got there. It. Got um, it. Dear Sean and Christopher. So glad it's 2020 and that you two are still entertaining us with your thing with two heads. Here are some rumble fish stickers
3: ah, I had made
1: those. as it was one of my favorite films. Uh, two, two stickers each. He said, I've also included some ball powder for you, Sean, and some mini eggs for you and Christopher. But I gave those to, I gave those to Christopher. You probably already I did. I, I ate those already. They were delicious and they're not on my diet, but I ate
0: them anyway. They were my cheat.
1: He sent me this nice (laughs) and i'm wondering this is from where is this from this is from uh thank you for these he sent this from england so is this stuff not banned in england if it is i may that may have to go to england to get it
0: Uh oh
2: yeah yeah
0: he's got to go to he's got to go all the way to the uk to take
1: care of his 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 junk of my boys his Um, junk and he sent boys he sent some Ferris Bueller's Day Off stickers. Oh. Um That's one of my favorites. Oh, is it? Oh yeah. I love Oh,
0: Shermer, Illinois. Come on. But man. he only
1: sent one of each of those, so I don't know. We could share these, I guess. And then I got the Rumblefish stickers he sent. Yeah. He didn't mention there. he didn't mention the the Ferris Bueller's Day Off in here. But let's see, what's this? Um
0: Love me some Ferris. Love me some Ferris. Say Ferris, man.
1: Yeah, I you know, I th- Oh, I okay, this is I got to send this is his envelope to send the stickers. Okay, I got to send him stickers. So you're gonna get some stickers, my friend. Thank you so much. Um, Oh, so I uh Katie. Oh, it's Katie. It's so it's a girl. I said he this whole time. It's Katie. Katie. So, So Kate, I feel strange If a girl is buying me ball powder. That's weird. Um, why what's the difference well i guess it's i don't know you should feel weird just getting ball power from anybody i guess i should uh, i guess I should.
0: specific
1: yeah i don't Uh, know why i don't even know why i said that i just it it seems more like a dude don't cut that out out you have
0: to leave that in do not cut
1: that out i'm i'm gonna leave that (laughs) in uh but to get to her question regarding uh subtitles yeah uh or or closed captions i mean obviously i would think especially a big uh, special release DVD should have closed captions and subtitles uh, for mm-hmm. sure. I'm I, Obviously neither Chris nor myself are deaf. So it's never been something that we've had issue with, but right. But yeah, I can definitely uh, feel for your position and yeah, that would really be a bummer if you yeah. threw down some hard earned money to get a a Blu-ray or a DVD you can't even enjoy.
0: Yeah. That, uh, that is that a get off my lawn moment. I will yeah. give you that. My well in regards to a DVD period get off my lawn. packaging again with the, with the plastic on the DVDs that you got to take off do they still put the little time about one. do they still put the little dog bone tape fucking thing on there that you well, that's the, the peel off that ruins the cover of the thing and the
1: Yeah. Yeah, well that yeah that's another thing is like you pull the plastic off the thing and then you go which to is almost it. impossible to do and you, you can't know. get it open because it's got both right. sides well i hate it when they seal all three right. sides
0: why why What is? it's not plutonium what is the deal <laughs> why are
1: we packaging it like that drives me mad and then when the the, the cover slips <clears throat> slightly out of the plastic and gets stuck to the tape like you said yeah. and it rips it yeah
0: yeah it's not not cool man not get cool it? thank you katie our lawn get off my lawn i have a get off my lawn real Mm -hmm. quick we'll just cover it real quick you do that the the and it's a it's a self-imposed get off my lawn. I, i guess it's aimed more at me okay i'm having an issue with texting i press the right key but i get a different letter because i guess my meat fingers aren't as Agile as they used to be, and so I'm spending more time correcting my texts than I am with the actual text, and it's driving me crazy. And it's ongoing. It's it's too common for me to ignore. I don't know what's going on. I get maybe I need one of those old people phones where I make the buttons way bigger, you know, so my big, meaty banana hands can deal. I don't I don't know what the deal is. It's driving me crazy.
1: Makes me not want to text. Have ever. you considered just doing the, using the audio thing to just talk into it and let it trans? You know, I haven't, I should do that. I guess. It, it, I started doing that recently and it's pretty good. Um, okay. I mean, I'm still stuck with, you know, but every once in a while I'll do it. And, right. and it's but a lot of times I'm around people while I'm texting uh, and
0: I don't need people to hear what I'm texting. I don't need people to hear, you know, you know, something private. I'm sorry. I left my bowl powder on the counter just put it in my drawer with the rest of my penis paraphernalia.
1: I don't know. I, don't I, like, know. I, don't no, know. I like the water-based lubricant. Okay. Right. Yeah, me. the one gives me a rash.
0: <laughs> Do you have, have to kind of say things.
1: period too. Do you have Here to
0: go? go? I'm sorry, period. Didn't mean to leave my ball potter there, period. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had one last night where I was at the grocery store. And if you're standing in line, la- which I try to avoid, I really try to avoid going on the I hate going to the grocery store. I hate it. It's one of the that's a get off my lawn. I hate going to the grocery store, but when I do go, I try to do self-checkout and I do self-checkout because usually quicker and easier than standing in line. I already
1: know what you're going to say.
0: I don't don't think you do. I I think I do, but go ahead. What is the deal with people checking out in front of you that need to have a conversation with, with the cashier or the checkout person that goes on forever and you're standing there. There's a line behind you of eight people and they're like,
3: that's pretty good
0: i went down to i went to denver colorado saw my grandson and And you're like what dude really i got let's go (laughs) take your twinkies and your bottle of chardonnay and let me get through here i gotta go
1: your ball powder and your ball powder that's kind of driving me nuts what well, were you my, thinking? I was gonna say that wasn't it. Okay, but I agree with that one. Mine is when you're using the self-checkout and you're doing you take and you're doing the scan. Oh yeah. And then and then you go and you go to the next and it place place the item in the oh. bag and you're like, it's in the baggage area. It's, there. it's like it's, it's there. there. Attendant coming to ha- and you're like yeah. standing there and everybody's yeah. standing or waiting or is looking at you like, what'd you yeah. do, bro? I- and then the next time you do it, you
0: overcompensate when you put it in the bagging area, like you go boop and you go. Like you really slam it down in the bagging area to make sure that sensor acknowledges it. And it still goes place item in the bagging area.
1: No, drives me nuts. I'm with you. Yeah. That one. And, and, and when I'm doing like a case of water and I pick it up and I scan it and say, I have four cases of water and I don't want to keep doing it. And I, and I want to do another one. So I'm holding it to do another one. And it's yeah, place it in the bag area. It's like no, I'm trying to do the same thing, goddammit. it. You know, I don't want right. to have to place it and grab another one. You know, right.
0: And I'm looking for the barcode, I can't find it because they put it in some weird place on the packaging. It's driving me nuts. And you can't buy booze in the bag area. Yeah. In the in the self checkout.
1: You can't. If you I'm can't getting two, you can't even buy Tide pods because really idiot kids are eating them. So you you know you got to get like you have to be like an adult to buy those. Let's say I'm buying two uh, two items. I'm buying
0: Dolly Madison chocolate donuts <laughs> and a bottle of tequila. I got to go stand in line. <laughs> That's a party. I got to go stand in line, 10 people deep, just to buy those two items instead of, you know, be on my way.
1: Yeah. And then the other thing is that they have a cashier standing there. Right watching. there. Yep. And it's like, well, what's the point? If you're just, right. you
0: know. Right. I want that job. Maybe I should, maybe I should do that job for a living.
1: Just I don't, I don't think you'd excel at that.
0: No, no, I don't know. I think mm-hmm. I'd be pretty good at that.
1: No. All right. Um, all right. Going on to the next one. So this this is the next gift we got. It's from Jesse Bateman. And Jesse he, Bateman,
0: thank you, Jesse,
1: for sending. We this got story. a letter here. It says, "Ooh, good day," because it came from Australia. Oh good night sean and chris just wanted to say a massive in all caps thanks for doing what you guys do the show is fantastic and has really re-inspired me in many ways what Mm -hmm. the show brings is not only entertaining but brings so much perspective and depth to this genre for this once again i say thank you please find in this package some tokens of appreciation appreciation i know i couldn't speak for a second Sorry, Chris. The action figure is for Sean. A copy of my book series homage to the Warriors centered around baseball furies, which I hope you guys dig. An original prototype of my comic book, Freakenstein, and a CD from my band, Dark Cell. Enjoy the Vegemite. There's an art to making a good Vegemite sandwich. Thanks again, Stave Freaky. uh, Jesse. So he sent me this he sent me the he-man following resurrection figure nice uh which i would you know i would have never bought so thank you um and then you got i gave you the 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 Mm -hmm. frankenstein frankenstein comics right there and i got the furies ones oh i like
0: the furies ones
1: i can give you one of these i figured the frankenstein's more your vibe warriors is more my vibe um says who but uh i i do like uh the i like this this is cool i'm gonna check them out thank you jesse right Here, here's his band dark cell which i've oh. listened to i listened to one song he sent me a link for and it was actually pretty good well cool. what part yeah. of australia is is jesse from? jesse is from south brisbane oh okay
0: and a good day and thank you i was just there i love your country it's awesome um
1: uh, stickers. And, uh
0: and um well, damn! We have we have fans, we have friends. I like to call them friends uh, from world. I like world. to call them
1: friends as well. Until they get too close, then it's like yeah. eh, back off, fan, yeah. you know. But this uh, is awesome. I'm going
0: to read these lying in bed. Uh, That's about all I need to
1: hear about. I, uh,
0: yeah. So this is awesome. Thank you, Jesse. I really appreciate that. It's awesome. Thank you.
1: And let's see. We had a just a letter that was thrown in from James. Art, aren't aren't james aren't uh he threw in with uh with when he sent uh, an envelope to get stickers he said thank you for everything you guys do you guys rock sincerely james aren't and uh just wanted to share that because he was nice enough to write a little letter and then aren't you glad
0: you said james why his last names aren't his first name's james aren't you glad
1: Oh, it took me a second. See what I um, and here's another letter that came with a, a sticker request. Sean and Chris, first, most important of all, congratulations on 24 episodes of killer content. Well, it's 27 now, my friend. I, that's how long it's been since you know you've been gone. Um, I believe it is safe to say there is truly not another horror podcast available that involves two individuals with the extensive experience and backgrounds you both possess in the genre. I like that. I'm that 60. is a that is a bullseye. Yeah, like he that. nailed it right there. I'm 62 and my wife is 54, and while she's followed my interest in horror, 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 horror primarily the Halloween Michael Myers franchise, at least the good ones and rock music primarily kiss we've done 6 of their cruises and have attended tons of concerts your podcast has seemed to increase her interest in horror like nothing else she's been exposed oh. to previously hmm. well hello my lady well hello uh coupled with both of you being kiss fans it's been the perfect storm to pique her interest in your podcast and she literally watches the thing with two heads from start to finish kudos to the both of you wow Question for you. Have you seen the original made-for-television movie, The Night Stalker, with Darren McGavin from 1972? Have, Hell yeah. yes! Oh, yes. While I know it was followed up with the Night Strangler TV movie and ultimately a year's worth of Night Stalker TV series, there was something about the original movie at the time. McGavin was perfect for the role of the television reporter Carl Kolchak. Surrounded by a cast of television staples who played the I don't believe in vampires role to perfection as well. And the actor who portrayed the vampire, Janos Korzeny, was scary as hell. In my opinion, it is one television horror movie that stands the test of time. Even today, by the way, it garnered the viewership record for most watched television movie time of its time. An unbelievable 48% of the Americans watching television that night were watching The Night Stalker. That's the night I watched it. I don't know if I saw it on its premiere. I did. I saw it that
0: night. I was so excited and it scared me and it was awesome. And it got me hooked on Kohl's Shack, the Night
1: Stalker. I was so old. Well, I was only two, so I don't <clears throat> think I was fired up. Not yet. Anyway, if you've seen it, would love to hear your take on it. Keep up the outstanding work. Randall and Carolyn Hedrick, Topeka. You didn't right. have to say how old you were. You didn't have to throw that out there. You did that. That was just, you just threw that out there. I was too. I, mean, I, you know, I mean, you were like, you know, you're a teenager. You're enjoying it. I understand. See? Got both. There you go. Yeah. Got the there you go. The whole series and then the, the standalone of the, the films. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was a big fan. What, I would have loved to have met Darren McGavin. I was, I, I was oh, a big God, fan God. of his. Yeah, he was amazing. Everything he did was great. So thank you for that. Last thing okay. we're going to get to before we get to some of these questions and just chitter chatter about whatever we've been watching lately um, is I. It's been so long since I've received these. I can't remember exactly who sent us these. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Affy apple, a bushel of apples, ale with apple juice, caramel and peanuts. Oh, oh I. I'm, you know I, you had me until you said peanuts
0: you had me so peanut I, flavored things that are not actual peanuts almost they actually kind of make me almost throw up
1: oh well, well if you do make sure you don't leave frame <laughs> you want to <laughs> see that shit oh yeah so are so, we going to try this right now dude we are going to do this i mean six
0: percent by
1: volume alcohol okay <laughs> is that much that's not much right That's not much no okay let's but let's br- in- oh because you don't drink huh you're gonna have a really. sip
0: of this and you're gonna get shit-faced i don't know, <laughs> I, don't know. I hope so I, i've seen you drunk it's very rare but i have seen yeah. it i actually got you drunk yeah and it yeah. was awesome but <laughs> you were you were uh the next day i think we've talked about this yeah. you, the oh. next day was not happy with you. You were not happy with me. And you were not <laughs> happy with anything. But we had a good time. You actually yeah. don't. You get, unlike most people, you get quiet when you get drunk. You get quieter, actually. <laughs> and you just sit there and be like. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> and I can't tell if you're
0: happy or sad or annoyed or kind of get sick or constipated. I don't know what it is, but. But uh, a li- but then when you do, then you're a little more jovial than you usually are. You're pretty jovial, but a little more. I think that was the same night that James was angry. angry <laughs> and you were <laughs> you were really you were really concerned about that. I remember that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But anyway, okay, back to this. All right, let's try it. Affy
0: tapple the original caramel Apple. Now is this a beer? Is this a It cider? says an ale.
1: It says an ale. ale is is an ale a beer ale yes oh okay. god i'm Here afraid go. of this i know me too all right gotta smell it smell it for oh god the smell it smells like beer
0: no it doesn't it smells like no it doesn't oh wait i smell some funky caramel yeah there's like a funky <laughs> peanut caramel thing going on i, I could throw peanut. up right now you guys i could i could i could at least dry heave maybe <laughs> this could be bad
1: you ready Yeah, I I wish I could remember who sent this. I feel really bad because I feel bad, too, because I thought we were going to talk about it. We're doing it for them. Was it Mike Johnson? Was it who was it? (laughs) I can't remember. But whoever sent this, put a comment, say it was me. Remember, damn it. I mean, I could probably go back and watch the episode where we talked about it. But you right. were in Australia. Right. So okay. Well I, we'll, well, I don't have the patience to watch our shows. Sorry.
0: We, we forgot who sent it. I apologize. But whoever sent this comment below, take credit for Here we go. what's about. to. Here
1: we go. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, that is weird. That is weird. Really you s- know the- sweet. Sweet. You know what the worst part about it? You want another drink. <laughs> I want my <laughs> it, it's the oh my.
0: peanut is the aftertaste, which is what you don't want.
1: Because that's oh. the, it won't it's, go away. <sighs> that is weird, man. I have to do it again, don't I? I did too. i I'll do one more. Oh god, the aftertaste. Oh. It gets better. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's pretty no, terrible. Where is this from? What country is this made in? Was this a US thing?
0: It's probably a US thing because it tastes like shit. Illinois. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Lake Zurich, Woo. Illinois. Woo okay all right well congratulations on making a putrid beverage <laughs>
2: uh
0: i love how they have a government warning uh, alcoholic beverage you shouldn't drink alcohol you shouldn't have this taste in a can
1: that should be the warning on the can yeah <sighs> wow that was you're gonna have a hard time polishing that that's done that's that's (laughs) that's going
0: sorry buddy whoever sent that that's going down the sink
1: oh god (sighs) so keep the can though the can's festive it's a cool can god it
0: really has a it's all i want my mom (laughs) and not even the mom that i have the mom that just a general comforting mom anyone's mom
1: (laughs) i feel i feel like i need a piece of gum or something (laughs) no but i can't stop drinking it. I can. I stopped. Yeah. All right.
0: Oh God, the peanut! It's the peanut. <laughs> it's so gross. Who puts peanut in a beverage? Are there other beverage flavored peanut things? Peanut flavored beverages.
1: Right. There's a reason. But it, yeah, oh, I, I almost feel like you can taste salt too. Like it tastes salt. like death. It tastes like death ass like if death had an ass it tastes like death's ass this is what it tastes like it tastes like if somebody took a caramel apple stepped on it and then took the remains of that caramel apple and scraped it into a bucket with like a day-old beer and squished it around and then a piece of human
0: feces with peanuts in it
1: yeah well it was a caramel covered apple with peanuts on the apple oh i was thinking that's what i was thinking oh Oh, so have you watched anything recently watch anything recently anything anything you want to talk about
0: I'm just trying to think if i'm gonna throw up or not i'm not kidding you i'm, I'm serious <laughs> uh,
2: okay. yeah
0: i watched uh i don't know if we talked about it i started watching that key for sutherland series did we talk about this 24 no 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 the one <laughs> it's called uh 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 designated survivor or something mm, okay it's the one where he played a a congress member or somebody in congress or someone in the government and it's about when the when the president goes and speaks in front of the house or whatever some, some when the president does a certain thing they have what's called a designated survivor where they takes one of the congressmen or somebody in the government and they put him in a room and lock him in there in case anything happens to the president or something during this thing this person is automatically the president of the united states and so what happens is this: keith or sutherland's this guy oh, i'm gonna throw up um <laughs> the capitol building explodes it's bombed and the president dies and like all of congress gets killed and everything
1: and he's thrown into being the president of the united states so what i'm assuming the vice president had to have died too then yes
0: the vice president's dead too and speaker of the house is dead everyone's dead so he becomes president of the united states by proxy and so they take him and they whisk him away and they and suddenly you know he's they throw him into it and he has no experience whatsoever and it's kind of got a 24 vibe but it but it's it's really cheesy but it's really entertaining and keeper sutherland mumbles through the whole thing you can't really open oh, his mouth and who talks like this through the whole thing but it's still entertaining it's it's not a good show but i couldn't take my eyes off it and watch a bunch of episodes because it's you don't expect anything from it and it's it's not a genre thing and you're not picking it apart and it's pretty easy to watch it's 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 so non-threatening but interesting and they put a cliffhanger at the end of every
1: episode and uh
0: it's it's uh i don't know why but uh i'm into it it's a terrible show
1: but i love it so well usually you you you'll describe something you've been watching I'll, oh, i i you've just given me zero reason to care about that show
0: it's pretty good it's not i mean you'll hate it. you'd hate it.
1: yeah well, but i like that kind of terrible
0: political thriller kind of thing I, I have a thing for that i don't know why
1: i just okay. don't Uh, I got, there were a lot of comments of people giving me shit for not finishing Psycho Gorman. Oh, I almost watched that last night. Almost. I'm going to probably watch it tonight. I got another 10 minutes into it. (laughs) So I'm going to, I'm going to chip away at it. Like a, like a, like a stone. Um, We, the other night we sat there and we were
0: about to watch it because, because we were talking about it. And then Stephanie goes, well, let's, let's, let's watch the trailer. So we watched the trailer and at first I was like, Oh God. And then I kind of went, all right, I kind of get it. All right. It's kind of, I get it. It's funny. And, and uh, it reminded me a little bit of like Hobo with a shotgun kind of vibe, which is a movie I don't like, but I love Hobo with a shotgun. Oh, I love it. It's so funny. Um, So I'm going to probably watch that tonight, but go on. You watch 10 more minutes and what happened? I turned it off. (laughs) So, <laughs> still, still not buying it. Still can't get into it.
1: I, no, I, I am going to finish it, just like because I have to. But mm-hmm. I just—that's about as much as I could deal with.
0: Well, that being said, I started watching the Banana Splits. I got not even ten minutes into it, turned it off. Yeah, it was terrible.
1: it's terrible. Far superior to the Psycho Gorman in my opinion. No, I doubt that. I maybe. So. But you know, but the there could have been the fact that I was a banana splits fan as a kid, so I have right. an established attachment to it. Right. So. I was too. I just thought it was for a banana splits
0: fan. I would think you
1: would go, "Oh, this is terrible." Well, you watch Banana Splits the original, and you go, "Oh, this is terrible." Even as a banana splits fan, I and mean, it wasn't a good show. But you know, right. when you were a kid, it was amazing. Right. Speaking of really bad movies that are amazing. Mm-hmm. I just watched a a movie called Scream for Help, which was directed by uh, Michael Winner, who did like Death Wish one and two. But it is so incredibly bad that it's it's awesome. I mean, Mm -hmm. just watch the trailer. Anybody watching this? Go look at the trailer for Scream for Help and try to tell me you don't want to watch this movie afterwards. Michael Winners, New thriller. Scream for help. I'm
2: upset because my stepfather just tried to murder my mother.
1: It's not as good as the trailer, but it's so ridiculously bad and poorly acted that it's kind of amazing.
2: Janie, please help me. What were they doing? Fucking what? Yeah, you have to see it until I tell my mom you can back me
3: up.
0: Does it go, scream? for help it was too
1: late
3: to scream for help
1: no no it wasn't that cool but it's it's literally about like a woman has a teenage daughter remarries and the 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 good-looking younger guy that she's married to is trying to kill her and the daughter knows it and keeps warning everybody that he's trying to kill her but nobody believes her and it's one of those things it's just like all right uh check it out it's it's um, a check good, it out scream, uh, scream for, for help. help another one i'd never seen before um but uh my buddy adam the woo uh recommended is silent rage have you ever seen silent rage oh fuck yeah Silent chuck norris yeah
0: oh yeah That's i've never like, seen I've it seen that like a hundred
1: times that movie's awesome it's awesome <laughs> i mean <laughs> a chuck norris movie that's a slasher film yeah it's
0: basically chuck norris versus michael myers that's what they really were trying to do yeah i loved it i loved it there's a
1: it it starts
0: Mm. off good and there's like the first like half of it's good and then and then then there's this lull in it there's this section where of course it's when he's like you know good goes to bed with the scientist lady and all that stuff and then it gets to be like you're like oh my god get on with it and then the ending is awesome like the final fight where chuck norris is just relentlessly kicking the shit out of this guy yeah (laughs) it's so good
1: and the comic relief with flounder from animal house is a little unnecessary just kind of stupid Yeah, it's pointless. You know, the scene where he goes in and kicks the shit out of all the bikers in the biker bar, it's kind of rad.
0: It is rad. And doesn't Flounder he gets his back broken? Doesn't the killer he break he squeezes him so hard he breaks his back? I think so, yeah. I think that's what's supposed to happen. At least that's what happens in my head. But yeah, he goes in the biker bar, he makes Flounder go in there and go, You gotta you gotta step it
1: up. You gotta step up and be if you're gonna be a deputy, you gotta do it. Also, isn't it interesting that he like kind of like in halloween four like falls down a well at the end um, yeah you know yeah that's what i'm saying they yeah. they were like we want we
0: want to do a movie where chuck norris beats up michael myers we've got to do that somehow yeah all
1: they needed was a cool mask
0: and
1: probably i bet you if and he's wearing put, a jumpsuit i know was he's wearing a jumpsuit through the the whole m- thing. yeah yeah <laughs> if they had put a cool mask on him it yeah. would. i think it would be a well-known film for horror fans you know absolutely absolutely also the big announcement that had a bunch of people's panties and a bunch this week was the Jeepers Creepers reborn movie was announced Mm -hmm. and everybody's already, you know, uh, trying to cancel it. But what I don't think a lot of people are realizing or reading into the articles, they're just immediately going, can't do it. He's a pedophile, blah, 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 is that he sold the rights. So he's no longer involved. So can we, can we not have that? No, yeah. we, I, I think that it, we it's been tainted we can't have it um
0: yeah uh but, i think everyone needs to grow up and move on and stop it already yeah and let I mean, them make it there's a really good if anybody watches bill maher bill maher's um new rules that he does at the very end of it, every one of his show has a great he did a great bit about cancel culture and that that
1: that whole thing was it the recent episode or
0: yeah it just aired uh okay. yesterday the one that okay. aired yesterday, so uh, which is the 26th of February. Watch that episode. It's really good. I uh, highly recommend it if you're struggling with that. Uh, the notion of cancel culture and, and all that stuff. So.
1: Speaking of which, yeah, we have to talk about Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. <laughs> <laughs> Who? What? You haven't heard? No. They're now going to make Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, gender neutral. (laughs) It's just now going to be Potato Head. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing, all right? I'm all for equal rights. I'm all for everybody be treated the same. Sure. I'm all for anything moving forward. You can do that. But I'm not a fan of let's go back and change everything. I mean, it's been Mr. Potato Head for like fifty years. Let, you know what 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 are, what are we gonna do here? I mean, and here's yeah. the funny thing. They're saying, oh, well, there's still gonna be a Mr. Potato Head and a Mrs. Potato Head, but we're just rebranding it as potato head. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, okay, who is it? Hasbro? <laughs> I think is Hasbro. Right. If you really care that much, then right. you should offer both pieces in one package.
0: All right. There but you go. they won't do
1: that. Right because no, they won't make as much much money that's too much hasbro give us both male and female pieces to put on the potato and i'll let you have your argument but if you're still going to market it as a mr and mrs in the box and make us pay for both then you're full of shit right
0: yeah i agree and mr potato so does that mean they're going to go back and and change mr ed it's just got to be ed
1: just gonna be right. Ed. Or not even Ed. It's gonna
0: anything with what, Mr. or what, Mrs. Dude, in front of it. The,
1: that band Mr. Mr. they're completely right. canceled. They're yeah. now or just about, the name of the band is now. That's the name. <laughs> right. What about Mr. Bungle? Isn't it Mr. Bungle? Just, to I'm gonna have to call that? Scott it's Ian just, and tell it's him. Just Bungle. Now I'm gonna it's say just tell tell Patton you're just bungle from now on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Change it all.
0: Yeah. Stupid this world we live in.
1: <laughs> the famous Ed.
0: right ed it's the famous ed (laughs) oh boy good stuff good stuff i haven't had a lot of time to watch stuff i gotta be honest with you i've been really busy starting a new film and it's crazy and it's taking up most of my time including into the evenings so i haven't had a lot of time to watch stuff and when i do watch stuff it's just to put on to fall asleep or fleeting to have in the background or something so mm-hmm. i haven't really concentrated on anything and, and and i've been reading still reading so i'm reading a lot but i do want to see psycho gorman i think i'm gonna watch that tonight
1: i can't wait to hear what you think okay i think you're gonna i think you're gonna be a lot more forgiving than i am which is odd usually you're more forgiving than i am ah uh, the little girl just i can't she's so annoying Mm. which i think she's good at she's i think if she's acting and that's not really who she is as a person she's Mm. phenomenal Mm. if she's really that person Mm. then god help her you know (laughs) okay so it sounds like you have nothing else to contribute as far as things you've watched i oh i did watch that um (gasps) i did watch you know what (laughs) i did watch the uh that the uh, the Netflix thing on the the girl who went missing at the Cecil Hotel. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It was yeah. good.
1: It was good. It was like four episodes, I think. It was good. Yeah, yeah. It, it's intriguing. I mean, you know, clearly right away can pretty much determine she had, you know, pr- mental problems that she had that mm. so she was that she had suffered from bipolar or depression, or, mm. um, and that's really there is no. Spooky, or ghost. she went
0: out that night or something and got no. drugs or drugged or drugged. Or no, she, she or
1: killed herself. If she was just losing her shit and she went up to that water tower and, and jumped in, not mm. knowing she wouldn't be able to get out, then yeah, because you're not once you jump in that water, you're not going to be able to get back out. It's, but all her clothes were off, so it sounds like she was having a major episode. Mm the way she was acting in the elevator footage looking in and out and and moving her hands all weird and yeah it was weird so i did wait wait i watched uh the uh denzel
0: washington and and jared leto it's called the little things it was it was me no me it's just me it's another jared leto Wearing a prosthetic nose and lost a bunch of weight and talking like a weirdo, you know, he's just <laughs> plays the same guy over and over again. He's boring. <laughs> You're boring me, Jared. Um, well, that's the other couple of things that came out. There was the the thing uh they showed the Joker from Zack Snyder's new Justice League.
1: Yeah, what's the story with that? Is it, is it, are they did they go shoot new stuff? Then they
0: did. They shot a new thing with Jared. I was supposed to go do that makeup and I couldn't yeah. do it. I was I was busy but uh uh yeah they shot a new sequence or or something for that with him uh and put that in there so i'm actually curious about that just to see it i don't know
1: well it's kind of like okay now we're admitting that our joker kind of sucked so we're doing a (laughs) joker everybody likes (laughs) right i mean yeah yeah kind
0: of i mean we yeah and then I saw the trailer for the new Mortal
1: Kombat. Did you see that? Yeah, you know, I mean, it looks like CGI, blood gag kind of crap, but it looks fun. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm mean, i a big fan of the game. I thought the movies were garbage. Uh-huh. But this one, I mean, if you're going to go just balls out violence, yeah. I- I'm in.
0: <laughs> it looks like the movie, like the dated older movies, but... but- with cgi violence like it looks the same i was looking at it going is this the same thing and then you see all the cg and the violence and you're like okay they added that in
1: uh but it didn't look that different you know they didn't do like a gritty reimagining
0: it of it
1: or whatever my complaint is no johnny cage really they 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 left out johnny cage Hmm. i love that character they did They, they did? they, they confirmed that they did oh yeah huh they right. have a new character that's Johnny Cage ish. That's his name, by the way. That's that's the name of the character, Johnny Cage ish. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let me go through some of these questions. Some of these questions were from a few episodes ago, so I just want to All get right. through them. I don't want people to think we're ignoring them. I I won't be ignored. You know, that's my role. <laughs> what is it? What's that movie? Fatal uh, Attraction. Fatal Attraction. What is it? What is his name? I won't be ignored. Dang. Dan. Yeah, that's right. I won't be ignored, Dan. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Kevin Wrightson said, got the stickers today, Sean. Thank you. Love the show, guys. Look forward to every episode. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. RC Dub said, in my opinion, the Zucker Abrams proof spoof comedies, not Zucker proof Zucker spoof comedies, sequel Hot Shots Part D is a better movie than Hot Shots. A lot of people said that when we were talking hmm. about comedies, sequels being better than the original. Okay. Uh, Duke Fisticuffs said, thank you guys for such an awesome show. Question for Christopher. Mm. What was the first makeup slash creature you designed that was made into an action figure? And do you collect all the figures of your designs like the 2018 Myers that you have? On the same note, I'm going to expand on that question. Uh, First mask as well. was made out from something you did i do collect uh figures of stuff if they if i'm so lucky enough for them to
0: come out with stuff yes i do have a couple different versions of the 2018 myers um i have there i have you know those pop figures i think i have seven of those of makeups that i've done they've done uh a bright one uh they did uh killer Croc. they did a nebula they did twisty the clown they did pepper from american horror story they did papa legba from american horror story they did there's another one i have like six or seven of those uh myers and masks they have a pepper mask they have a twisty mask they have a
1: killer mask it's terrible but can you remember Um, the very first figure that was like holy shit i've made it my creations uh, that you I, I think
0: it was i think it was uh uh it's not totally my creation because but something you weren't uh it was uh uh marv from sin city I
1: oh think. okay that's cool yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah i think i was like oh I, I might be forgetting one before that but that's 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 when i was like oh my god oh um fat bastard from from austin powers uh three i think or something like that Mm -hmm. that was one those were around the same time
1: so you own all those yeah i do own all those yeah yeah. special ed said fellas (laughs) thank you for another round of quality content and for the record i've always thought major league two was better and funnier than the first film which is also a very funny movie are you do you agree with that No, Major League One's far superior. Okay, I don't know either film. I'm not a baseball guy at all. I'm not. Which is also a very funny movie, but Part 2 is more quotable to me. Uh, Chris disagrees. Guys, I'm curious what your take is on Pet Cemetery (laughs) 2. I've always appreciated (laughs) Mary Lambert's direction after achieving everything she wanted with the first film. Clancy Brown makes the movie, though. His performance kills me with every watch. P.S. I recently interviewed... Lauren Marie Taylor from Friday the 13th, part two, and she was such a blast to talk to. She appreciated me asking her about Neighbors. Oh, yeah, I forgot she was the daughter in Neighbors. Mm-hmm. With that movie being a favorite amongst you guys, having her on would be a really fun episode. Will you take fun. that in consideration? Um, yeah. Pet Cemetery 2 is pretty terrible, yeah. Uh, although it has its moments of charm, I agree, Clancy Brown is great in it and Mm -hmm. no brain no pain you know Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i don't i i have a lot of friends that worked on
0: that steve johnson steve johnson i I think i started working there was i there during that working on another movie or something i think but i just remember it they were trying so hard to make it less of a stephen king thriller and more of like an 80s gore movie you know adding more makeup effects to it and stuff like that and ed furlong right that's yeah yeah
1: Yeah, eddie furlong i remember when that movie came out i went to the old la comic-con they used to have monthly at the shrine auditorium Yeah, yeah where i used to buy a lot of my bootleg vhs tapes and uh steve johnson was there with um clancy brown promoting the movie and i i have some pictures i'll share from that he brought I remember Steve brought the animatronic bust of the bully kid who gets electrocuted. Mm-hmm, he brought mm-hmm. that. I took pictures of that. And I have a picture of me with Clancy Brown that day. Mm. Oddly enough, wearing a Mr. Bungle shirt. Since wow. we happened to die. Now I I will maybe I'll have to crop out the bungle, Put the tape Mr. Mr. Yeah, yeah. But I'll show those pictures. You get to see me with my long hair. Nice. Matt Lucas. Said, Hey, Sean and Chris, thank you for another awesome episode. I look forward to many more. Sean, I'm the one who sent you some photos of my horror collection with the stickers you sent me, and I also put a few on my car. Also, every now and then, I hear you say a name in the comments, live free or die. That's the New Hampshire state motto, where I live. Okay. One last thing. Do you or Chris think you could ever get Greg Nicotero or Tom Savini on the podcast? Yes. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Around the fur Breton said, Sean, thanks for the stickers, dude. I'm going to slap one or two of these on some signs around town. Got to rep the best duo duo and show on the internet right now. Chris, beware of the meat sweats from down under. Did you have any meat sweats when you were in Australia?
0: I didn't. I didn't eat a lot of meat while I was there. I'm trying to get off the meat because I'm noticing when I eat red meat, I I think it's a sodium thing or something. I don't know. I have a bad reaction to it. I still can't can't forget that night in the drive-in with you. I, I thought I was gonna die. I was
1: <laughs> I seriously I was this close to making you take me to the hospital. Well, you know it was was really bizarre is that was kind of the first time you and I really hung like yeah. solo. And yeah. I was like, man, this guy's got issues.
0: <laughs> like, What's I wrong? knew that's what you were thinking. I knew it. I was, I, I knew it. And I, and I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, this is really the first time we're intimately hanging out together. And here I am about to have a heart attack. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> it's because he took me to that barbecue place and I ate so much fucking red meat. So meat.
1: good. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, Cliff Harris said, Sean, thanks for taking the time to even make that video with Robbie Keiger, And as always, I appreciate the effort you put into making these videos. You seem like such a standup guy with a ton of patience. Sean, can you highlight some of your favorite vinyl from Waxworks Records that you own? Mm. Um, I think my favorite release Waxworks did was that really buff deluxe warriors box set that they put out that came with Mm -hmm. the patch replica Mm -hmm. patch and everything. I think that's my favorite. Also the, the thing box set that, that goes, you know, comes apart and it down the middle. Mm -hmm, That mm -hmm. one's pretty cool too. Mm -hmm. Those are my faves. Do you have a fave? Uh,
0: Mm. I don't have a fave. I have to look through. The thing one is great. Yeah. I mean, anything with the thing is
1: great. Strum and Skull said, hello, Sean. Can you give the audience a view of your movie collection? Does Chris have a movie collection as well? And do you al- alphabetize them? Okay. Um, well, <laughs> you can see some of it right there. I mean, that's some of it. Look at that. Uh, and yes, I do alphabetize because I'm a weirdo. Oh, you got it because when you're going to search for stuff you got it so you know yeah where it is, are you a brian Regan guy. fan at all uh the stand-up comedian
0: yeah
1: i mean oh, I, I, he, he has a new netflix special that i just watched uh uh-huh. that dropped yesterday and he does a whole thing about alphabetizing um mm. mainly his books and it's pretty funny no, it is no, a pretty funny bit
0: brian Regan. Yeah, brian Regan. check it out i do have a movie collection it's i put it kind of all away though because i i found that i wasn't tapping into it as as often as i usually do and i needed room for other stuff and i just i i need a bigger house so i can have my movie collection out but i don't i don't pull those out. i watch a ton of shit ton of streaming and i own a lot of stuff on computer and my television and I wanted to make room. There's like room for CDs. Like there's a wall of CDs and albums and stuff that I have. So yes, I
1: had quite the collection. I had quite the laser disc collection for a while. As did I fear. The juggalo said, Hey guys, thanks for answering the Victa Salva question. Honestly. Okay. It's been a while. So I don't remember what it was, but I have an idea. Another quick question for you both. Do you remember the short-lived TV show, It's Your Move, starring a young Jason Bateman? The episode do, drew,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: The episode, Dregs of Humanity, if you do remember it. Do you remember being on the West Coast? We never got to see part two because of a plane crash on the news. As always, guys, keep up the great content, and thank you for keeping me entertained. Also, maybe a long shot, but is there any chance of having Buckethead on and talking Texas Chainsaw with him? That would be epic. Um, well, clearly you've been holding something in for a long time that I want to see this episode two. of. Uh, uh, I don't recall that, right. but somebody get this man a copy of episode two. Of that, of Dregs of Humanity uh, from It's Your Move. And I don't know Buckethead. But I would have him on the show if he wanted to do it. Yeah. But I I do not know him. I don't know him either. T Heidelman said, hey, gents, first off, I didn't do the hand thing. First off, Sean, thanks for getting the pronunciation of my last name correct a few weeks back. Also, (laughs) it's an honor to have a signature accent inflection. See, he likes it, All or right. whatever it's called, a la Colin Murdy or Boogeyman Ben, though maybe without the salute. See, I I, I, I did it. That's anyway, good. thought I'd chime in with a comedy sequel that's better than the original. I'd say A Shot in the Dark written by William Peter Blatty is better than The Pink Panther by a mile. In mm. fact, any of the Peter Sellers inspection, Inspector Clouseau films are better than the first one, which is more of a romantic comedy caper with David Nevin. I'll give you that consistent franchise outside the rambo series rocky is pretty good in terms of 70s have you seen that last rambo though i mean that the newest one yeah, the one where he's in a barn and has all the tunnels under his yeah house and shit yeah that was that was rough, that was rough. uh romero's original dead series yeah of course uh Looking forward to the Tom and Barbara interviews. I met them both at Horicon, and they are both the tops. Tom and I know Barbara is Cramden. Who's the Tom? Tom Atkins. Oh yeah, well that one happened already. Uh, I've seen you there too, Sean, but you disappeared before I had a chance say hi. Maybe one day if we ever get past this Captain Trip shit and life returns to a semblance of normality agreed that's the stand reference there for all those who have go. no yes. idea what he's talking about
0: yeah i give you that the pink panther movies yeah absolutely those got progressively a little better and more entertaining for sure mm-hmm. didn't think of that one uh good good pull out of the hat there and ram rambo and rocky did he say
1: yeah the, the rocky yeah. ones the, even the bad rockies have aren't bad but, yeah you know
0: there's no easy way out you know that song there's no shortcut
2: home
1: (laughs) okay all right uh mixy horror and pop culture said thank you sean and chris for this awesome episode all the episodes are great and fun to watch on the subject of movie sequels or as a franchise i would say all five dirty Harry films are really good also Hmm. check out it's all for you demon rick you his youtube channel super rad channel yeah i've seen his channel and i've watched mm-hmm. some of his videos yes uh i enjoy i i subscribe I subscribe so you subscribe are you drunk from that two sips dude, of uh dude i am so candy apple right now <laughs> I, I subscribe i subscribe. i subscribe. i subscribe.
0: i, I, I subscribe. I I I, 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 um i have to check out that gentleman's uh, youtube
1: channel uh it's all for uh, you demon oh yeah so is, is that what it's called yeah, that's his jam. Yeah. Okay. And Lucas what, K. Oh What? Not, uh, not
0: all Deadpool mo- or uh, Dirty Harry movies are good. Deadpool wasn't very
2: good. It's.
0: It's all right. It's okay. I mean, I think The Enforcer is, my,
1: is Dirty Harry. You can't beat Dirty Harry. Deadpool's the one that has Jim Carrey as Axel Rose, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That, that was not that the greatest one, casting. Not so much. Yeah. Lucas K question for Chris at the end. Thanks guys for answering my question about your favorite movie franchises. It's tough because once a series gets past like three entries, it becomes more quantity over quality. Personally. I love all four lethal weapon films and Ooh. mission and the mission impossible franchise. I think gets better and better with each entry. Thanks Sean for the stickers and Christopher. Are you crazy? A man and a really nice camper wants to put our song on the radio. Give me a pen. <laughs> I'm singing. You're singing. We're all singing. He should get the reference. We're all signing. Not we're, we're signing. all signing. Oh, I thought we're, it said singing.
0: I'm signing. You're signing. We're all signing. That's a that's a, that thing you do reference.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, OK. That's that's what's his face that I can't stand. Zahn. Steve Zahn says Steve that. Zahn. Yeah,
0: I, I did a movie with him and he was the nicest guy he was such he was so nice and so you know
1: here's the thing he seems like a nice guy but he plays the same character in every movie and and (laughs) i kind of got sick of it okay you know it's always that kind of oh yeah wow i'm kind of dumb but i'm funny kind of guy you know and just uh can you do that again for me (laughs) (laughs) i just nail steve's on or what was that just like (laughs) it was like you were talking to him again
0: it was i thought i was like steve
1: I don't, you know, it's, it's one of those, I don't know. I don't, I, I just, when he pops up in a movie, it's like, Oh, there's that character again. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, that's it. All right. Let me All get right. to, let's see. Oh, the ever Everscathed. Yeah. He said uh, the new episode was a lot of fun. I'm surprised you guys never heard of Dunkaroos. LOL. The Robbie Kiger interview was definitely unique. But he had a lot of cool stories about young Hollywood in the 80s. Right before the interview, Sean cut in for a brief setup, and explanation about Robbie and why it was done this way. While mm-hmm. you're explaining, I noticed the black goat head sitting on the table behind you in the background. That looks super cool. What is that goat head and where is it from? I don't know what the goat head you're talking about. Um, <clears throat> that That one there uh that's from my movie the black waters of echoes pond black times of five of Echo <laughs> pond. that's gonna be the sequel the black waters of echoes pond times five times five <laughs> See, everything <laughs> times five is better everything I, times five
0: yeah of course <laughs>
1: even uh affy Tapple times five oh, jesus times christ five. minus five please <laughs> yeah exactly uh barlow's boutique said hey guys frankie carter here did you notice in the return of the living dead the zombie says send more cops had a civil war uniform on great episode as usual wonder if you guys liked never hike alone from womp stomp films and if you haven't watched it would give it a viewing and let us know probably the best fan film ever There is a version with both NHA and never hike in the snow edited together along with the music video disappear on YouTube. Thanks guys. Um, I never noticed he was wearing a civil war uniform. Um, And I just don't watch fan films. Mm.
0: I don't either. They're hard. They're hard to watch. Uh, I don't want to, I, I appreciate the work and dedication and passion that goes into them. But uh, I, I nine times out of ten, I'm like, oh, God, really? That's that, the Friday the 13th one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've heard, I've heard good things. Uh-huh. I know they've been promoting the shit out of it. I just kind of feel like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. It's just like, I feel like I don't really want to invest my time in them because they're not going to go anywhere. I mean, it's not like part of the franchise that I need to follow it's not ever going to be a part of the franchise maybe
0: some of them are like missing pieces that fall in between movies that we know so well wouldn't that be cool if you were smart that's what you should do if you're going to make a fan film make a piece of of the story or piece of something that would you would fit in between two of the movies
1: or something daniel caruso Uh, Thanks again for another awesome episode. I agree with David. Sean, you are the gold standard for locations, and the interviews and special features are the reason I buy multiple copies of the same movies. Chris, you are one of the most talented artists and a big inspiration for all of us. This rare interview with Robbie was awesome. I always wondered what Toby from Children of the Corn was up to these days. It was really cool. Wow, thanks. That's really, really nice of you. Oh, there was more to that. It was really cool finding out his hand was in the E.T. poster. (laughs) My question for you guys is, did you see the Watchmen series? And if so, your thoughts. Thanks again. You guys are awesome. Uh, You know, I've heard good things about the Watchmen series, but I didn't watch it. I did not watch watch the Watchmen. I didn't watch the Watchmen series.
0: Although I loved the movie. I did, too. I enjoyed the movie. A lot of people bag on that movie. I
1: thought it was good. Yeah, it's a great movie.
0: Yeah um uh, i did not watch the series it's so funny when the more people ask us did we watch this or did i watch that and i realize that i don't i haven't seen anything
2: <laughs> so
1: anyway uh hungry <laughs> he said more of a recent one so i won't sound as cool but 22 jump street he thought was better than the original 21. Uh, uh, Although the whole movie was about how much sequel sucks. So I'm not sure that counts. And yes, I do have to watch the nightmare remake again. I believe in giving second chances. The movie's not people. They're hopeless. Okay. All
0: right. I Uh, did not see the second one of 22 jumps. I saw the first one. It was okay. My favorite scene was when they were tripping on drugs and their faces were slowly turning into different things in cartoon that murdered me.
1: So (laughs) funny. But anyway, go ahead. Uh TCE author said you don't have to watch the first Slumber Party Massacre to watch the sequel. They make some references to one of the girls surviving the first movie, but that's it. It's a wild movie. Right. Okay. I'm I'll check that out. Boogeyman Ben. Boogeyman Ben <laughs> 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 you butcher it every time.
0: <laughs> What's the song? What am I? A boogie
1: Man men come around the band. Boogie oh, Man Oh, see, you have a Boogie different Man ben. song. I'm singing a different song. I'm You're trying a, to come up with something that's going to trump my boogeyman Ben song, but it's not because my song just, rocks. It's not.
0: Just mine is more of a Nick Cave version.
1: Uh, Anyway, Boogeyman Ben (laughs) said, just wanted to thank you both for this. I have had a really hard time with this whole quarantine slash isolation slash lockdown that continues and is closely approaching a year since it began. Mm -hmm. I've been working out of my home for over 11 months now, and the isolation is getting to me at this point. Mm -hmm. I've had serious anxiety issues. The show has really helped calm my stress and anxiety. You guys are the best. Dude.
0: Relax. You got this? Don't do You'll it. Be okay. You'll be okay. I understand it's tough. I understand it's a long road. It's a long road when you're on your road That's the Rambo. Remember the, oh, the yeah, uh, first right. blood. The first, first yeah. blood. The first blood. I did. I uh, the first one. Cut blood. into that. You can cut into that. Uh, <laughs> first blood one. Going. First blood one. Uh hang in there, dude. You got this. I know it's long. It's monotonous. It's crazy. Go out for a walk, breathe, get some air, do a couple push pushups, you know, eat some uh, comfort food, have some macaroni and cheese, occasionally partake in a, in a beverage, you know, uh, uh, read a book, read an inspiring book, watch an inspiring film. There's a lot of people out there. They're in the same position as you are. You're not the only one. You're not alone. You'll be okay. You'll come out the other side and you'll look back on all this and go, oh man, did that suck? But uh, you're going to be all right. So hang in there.
1: I'm glad you're not my therapist. Why? What
0: was wrong with that?
1: (laughs) That's a lot of shit to do. (laughs) You just gave me anxiety thinking I got to do all that. (laughs) Bob Calderon said, dear Sean and Christopher, great show with Norman Cabrera. Sean, Hmm. can I ask Christopher? No, you can't. I'm sorry, uh, but I can ask him for you. If he would make the miniature Michael Myers head on a stand, I would be interested in buying one. Thanks for having great shows. Actually, he put thanks for having great art shows. Bob Calderon. <laughs> um, what's the story with that? Are you going to make those available? People want them. I don't them. know. I don't know. It's a lot of work. If I said hmm. that I'm going to make
0: them for people, I, that's all I'd be doing. Is making those and I don't have time to do
1: that. I I was for you, Bob.
0: What I was going to do with it was try to hit up Miramax and get the license to mass produce them
1: Mm -hmm. and then have them made. And Uh, why not? I haven't done that yet. Quit messing around doing stupid shows like this and get that done. I know. So we're going to jump into the Andy interview.
0: Delightful, lovely young woman.
1: Very lovely young lady, and uh, it's Mm -hmm. a great interview. And uh, it is. I I think it really gets a cool kind of behind the scenes look of you guys talking about making the film and everything, which was kind of a cool thing to hear about. Andy is lovely. It was lovely talking with her, and you guys are going (laughs) to (laughs) enjoy. Good night, everybody. All right, well, anyway, here's Andy. Here's Andy. (laughs) Enjoy it. Good morning.
3: Hi, guys.
0: Hey. Hi, Andy. How are you?
3: Oh, good. How are you guys doing? It's good to see your faces. I feel like it's been ages.
0: It has. It has.
3: Yeah. It really has. It's been way too long. I can't. I... I mean, we wrapped the second one on Halloween, like 2019,
1: right? Yeah.
3: It's like a year and a half. I miss
1: you guys. You don't miss me. You don't have to miss him. (laughs) You barely know me. Come on. Hey,
3: you come down and you hang out and it's fun. (laughs) I think I've met you in person a whole one time, but it was a lovely, it was a lovely dinner we had.
0: Obviously (laughs) made a a huge impact. It it Uh, did. Clearly. (laughs) Clearly, never heard from her again. Clearly uh, <laughs>
3: inaccurate. I'm here. Am I not? You are.
0: You are. Thank you for coming and thank you for doing this. Really, appreciate
3: of course. It. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, our so, little show, our little yeah. show that we've been doing that we did yeah. that we created because of the pandemic.
3: Yeah. Did you really? Uh
0: huh. Uh-huh.
3: Wow, I didn't know that. I thought you guys had done this for a little bit.
1: Well, it's this is going to be like episode 26. So it's it's mm-hmm. we've oh, I been guess doing it's been it for like a while. A year. And it grew really yeah. fast. I mean, it kind of blew up. We it yeah. was uh one day Chris, we were just hanging out and he just out of nowhere said, "We should do a podcast." Okay. yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and it was just uh cuz it was something I've always thought about doing, but I didn't want to do it alone and you know, I would Chris would have been a great choice, but I'm like, oh, Chris is too busy. He's not going want to deal with a <laughs> stupid podcast. I, I would never even ask him. And then he he's like, well, Sean has nothing going on in his life. I'll. Talk to <laughs> <you.">
3: <laughs> well, he's got ample free time.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, it, it's That's got right. legs, and it's been kind of crazy. The popularity of it has been.
3: Uh, yeah, it's not shocking. I mean, if you two have met, you two you're you're quite charismatic and lovely and knowledgeable about oh
1: how horror, sweet so. are
0: you wow i <laughs> you know i wish i could i wish I could. I really it's, a, it's
3: an experience it's an experience Is it? yes Is it? okay yeah <laughs> it's Impressive. um what
0: have, really have you been up to tell us what you've been up to what you've been doing what's going on with you
3: not too much i mean i can't believe that we're approaching a year of this so semi-lockdown. I mean, I know things are now opening a little bit more, but um, but otherwise, I mean, I've been really been here. I, I have a place in Connecticut, so I've like luckily like escaped the city just because New York City right now is kind of a very depressing place. So I feel very fortunate that I'm up here. And um, yeah, just like meetings, auditions. I've been working on some some projects with a few buddies of mine developing a pilot and then, and then getting the rights to, to write a feature about this woman's life. And so I've just been kind of trying to fill my time and, and do the best I can. Some of the projects I had that were lined up were more indie. They had a lower budget. So they ended up kind of falling through with COVID. I mean, hopefully, knock on wood, they circle back once um, kind of things are a little bit easier to shoot just because it's so expensive to shoot things right now. <laughs> yeah Um, so we just kind of i've i've been just trying to like enjoy the downtime as much as i can and i'm really fortunate because i was able to actually get this movie that's coming out on next friday sun um i was able to film that like we wrapped about a week before new york shut down and Mm. if we had not gotten it off i mean i don't think we would have finished it we had all of our filmmakers are are european for the most part our producers we have a couple that live in the states but for the most part they're all they're all overseas and um i feel like we just got really we dodged a big bullet but that's been Mm -hmm. like a huge creatively fulfilling experience that has kind of kept me sane a little bit through Mm -hmm. through this like downtime of covid
1: that's awesome yeah Yeah, the trailer looks great Great. it has got a from what I'm see, it's got like a hereditary sort of vibe which I love I'm a big fan of that movie and I love <laughs> those kind of psychological thrillers
3: um, yeah so. yeah it's cool they they went a route because I mean it's definitely it's definitely I would say like a psychological horror thriller kind of hodgepodge of a of a movie which is really fun and um It was cool because when I saw it, they, they leaned pretty heavily into the, into the thrillery side as well as, as meshing with the horror and it blends really, really well. Um, So it's a fun movie. I mean, we, I had signed on to do it um, a long time ago. I signed on, I believe right before it was like a month before the, um, the 2018 Halloween came out
2: Mm. and
3: it took a really long time to like get it together officially and, and get it off the ground. But, um, but I've been really excited about it. And it's, it's a, it was so much fun to make and working with Emil Hirsch. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Ivan Kavanaugh. Did you see The Canal in 2014? No. It's a really cool horror movie. You guys should see it. Canal. It's kind of in the same vein, like psychological. Um, it premiered at, I believe, Tribeca Film Festival. But it's, it's a really cool film. And so Ivan Kavanaugh is this Irish filmmaker that is just brilliant. He I, I mean the way he can just create an atmosphere is is next level like all of his films just like ooze atmosphere and um, his storytelling is is really next level and so it's been I, I was really looking forward to filming that with him and, and making that kind of come to life and then once Emil Hirsch signed on it was that was such a huge get and such a exciting thing I've been a huge Emil Hirsch fan for quite some time. And I know David had worked with Emil um, and is also quite a fan. But
2: yeah, but, no yeah.
3: <laughs> so it, it's um it's a cool thing. We're we're excited about it. I'm excited for it to come out and to just it's nice to have someone come out um so quickly.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also kind yeah. of a refreshing transition from you going. From playing a teenager to playing a mother like you finally i quickly made that leap you're not you're not typecast in that sort of yeah teenage girl role for a while <laughs> that most scream queens get stuck in.
3: yeah i mean i yeah I've, I've always had a tough time getting cast as teenagers i mean i moved to new york when i was 17 and I was going out for all like 16, 17 year olds. And they're like, she's too old. I'm like, I'm 17, guys. <laughs> they're like, well, you don't seem it. So it's always been, it's always been an interesting journey with that. But um, Halloween was obviously such a such an unbelievable get. And I can't believe that, that I still am in shock that, that I had the privilege of working on these movies. But the thing that I love about this is it's kind of a nice transition role because it's, you see some flashbacks when she's 17 and escaping the cult. And then you see present day where she's 25 with an eight-year-old kid. So it's it's a really good, I think, transition where I'll still, after this, still be able to play younger roles. And I'll also be able to kind of attack more, like, more kind of mature roles, which, which I'm very thrilled about.
1: And this opens March 5th? Yes. now it's going to be streaming and theaters is that correct
3: yeah so it is it'll be on vod and um uh shutter i know is also is is a part of this so i think i don't know when it exactly hits shutter if it's going to be a little bit later on or if it's right away but um but i'll i'll find out soon
1: (laughs) that's just that's next friday so i know it's a week yeah but we'll get to see it soon. Yay.
2: Yeah. It's that's fun amazing.
1: Fun. I'm so happy for it. And yeah, that is a Thank cool leap
2: to, to go from, yeah. from
0: Halloween to that and to play that kind of role. That that's really great. I'm really I'm yeah. thrilled for you. And I can't wait to see it. I did see the trailer and Thank I you. hate everything. So
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I was like, oh, that looks really good. I'm gonna check
3: that out.
0: And plus, of course, you're in it. So I gotta
3: watch Thank it. Thank you. So. Thank you. It's it's a fun movie and and I'm I'm really lucky that I got to be a part of it. And it's my first like out Right lead, I, I guess. Um, so it was definitely a huge undertaking and, and a big challenge, but it was. I feel like I I did nothing but kind of grow in the process, and and I can't wait for the next one.
0: How does it feel to be like the the uh, I guess Halloween kind of is it putting you in the Scream Queen category? I
2: mean, you <laughs> are certainly.
0: A... I mean,
3: that's a really high honor. So I don't yeah. know if if you can say Scream, maybe a Scream Princess. I would be at the moment well, i mean, I mean
1: like maybe. jamie's passing the mantle you know just kind of yeah. like like nick was passing it to, to james jude courtney yeah. It, you know, yeah there's a little bit of that passing the torch so.
3: there is and and jamie lee is just i mean she's so wonderful and and so generous and kind and she's really had my back through this whole process and And help me. She's been such a great mentor and and kind of just like guiding me through what this new crazy world of Halloween is, Um, both on set and offset, which has been been very, very helpful because it's a whole new world that I really have never been exposed to before.
1: Let's jump into that world a little bit. We have (laughs) we have some fan questions here. Let's hear I it. I have questions um, too. So, and and and, and Chris, yeah, you, just you, things you, you can, coming to my head. You can talk to her about that uh, on the next set. Um, no, I'm just <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll, we'll get to yours too. Let's start with this. Yeah. Is a good one, just to kind of. Uh, Maggie Matter wanted to know what your motivation for getting into acting was, and what's the inspiration that keeps you going.
3: Hmm, that's a great question, Maggie. Um, I. So I had a full ride to play soccer in college. I had no kind of idea that I would act um, ever. And it was something that I enjoyed when I was really little, but at a certain point when I was playing soccer at such a high level, it got to the point where I had to choose. I'm in the camp of I'd rather be really good at one thing than mediocre at a couple things. So I ended up kind of putting everything else aside and, and focusing really on soccer. And so then it was summer before my senior year, of high school, I had done some modeling in high school that, um, was like, it's, I'm from the Midwest. So it was like Kohl's and target and like, very like, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was, it was, it was fun. It was fun to do. And I got picked up by a modeling agency in Athens, Greece. And, um, it was summer before my senior year, So I had just turned 17 or 16, 17. Um, and I talked to my parents about it and we were like, you know what, like once I go to school, I mean, both my parents are colleg- or were collegiate athletes. My dad played football at a division one school, my mom, volleyball, at the same school. And um, so it's like, once you go to school, it's like, that's really your job. And so I knew that like studying abroad wasn't going to be an option. Like I wasn't going to have much ability to travel unless it was post-school. So we kind of were like, you know what, let's take this three months as like a chance to like, just kind of see the world and, and who cares about the modeling aspect yes. as much as it is just to like get out there and kind of experience a new culture and, and kind of soak something in that's different before I kick off the, the, um, my senior year going into college. And so while I was over there, there was actually a connection. There was a, a guy that I had met there that was the one that kind of put acting like in my ear. Um, my dad came with me for the first 10 days and then, he left. Um, but when he was there, he had he had kind of connected with this guy and and he was the one that kind of connected me with um, with my agency in New York and and was like, I really think that acting would be a good thing for you. And, and uh, <laughs> we were like, OK, buddy, like <laughs> good one. <laughs> What's more stable than women's soccer? acting. So, <laughs> so, um, so we, you know, we were like, whatever, let's at least like explore the opportunity. I knew nothing about really the world at all. And, and so I, I had a layover in New York anyway. I got off the plane um, when I was coming home and I I stopped in New York. My I have family in New York. So I went and stayed with them. I went into the city. I met with my one of the owners of, of my now agency who I'm still with. And we just hit it off right away. And obviously I couldn't talk about acting because I didn't really know anything about acting. So we just kind of met as people, which I feel like sometimes is the best thing that can happen. And we just really connected. And he was the one who got me training in Chicago. He's like, you know what? Like just test it out. Let's see one if you can do it, two if you like it. Um and and just see. So when I went back home, I I studied a little bit of acting and then I was graduating early to go down for spring season for, for soccer. And, um, I only had really a couple months before I went down in January and I fell so head over heels in love with, with what I was doing just in that small amount of time acting. I was working with this unbelievable coach, Catherine Gately, who happened to be close to my home. And, I made kind of the rash, I guess you could say, decision to to decommit from my school and and go at least try in New York um, in January. And I was really fortunate because my coaches at uh, the University of South Florida, which is where I had committed, were so lovely. And to be fair, I committed early. I committed when I was a sophomore, so I'd known them for a few years at this point. They were nothing but completely supportive and shockingly so to be quite honest and they were like look like we we would still hold a spot for you like there's always a place for you in this in the fall if you end up like going to New York it doesn't work out you're not liking it like we can't guarantee you like any scholarship at at the moment obviously but we would we'll definitely like hold a spot for you if, if it's something that you would be open to and I was it was such a nice and kind and generous thing for them to do um, but they were really lovely about it. And then I moved to New York in January, as opposed to going down to school. And I have been in New York ever since. And I just kind of started pounding the pavement. It's, it's a really tough industry. Um, but I really feel like I don't, I don't know if I would have lasted in this industry if I didn't have all the backing I had with soccer, just because it gave me a mentality that was so kind of I'm very annoyingly competitive for one (laughs) and two, I I don't break easily. So I, it's really been, I I feel like my life kind of was mounting to this now. And it's crazy that I was at like a precipice where one decision kind of changed everything and the trajectory of of everything. And it was like, if I didn't make that decision, I would have missed what my life is now. You know,
0: it's, it's funny that you brought that up. I'm not to interrupt you, but it's, it's it's so funny that you just went for it you're like let's see i need what stable decision should i make professional (laughs) sports modeling or acting (laughs) it's like what and then and then you just you just followed it and you know a lot of people ask actors and a lot of people ask people in the in the film industry you know what's the secret Mm -hmm. of success or how do you what did you do? How did you get there? Are there any, you know, uh, shortcuts that you can give to anybody? And it's funny, I find the common thread and and the reason why I bring it up is you just brought it up is that there's, there's this weird kind of pull that, that happens where you get blinders and you just have this, this gravitational pull to something where everything else kind of falls to the wayside and there is nothing else. You're just doing this and, 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 it's, yeah. um, it's it, like you said, it's a competitiveness and a stubbornness when you say, would you say yeah. to a certain yes. extent? <laughs> yes,
3: hundred yeah. percent. Um, you, I feel like this, I mean, any industry where it very few people really can get to the top of the field and even work. I mean, even to be a working actor is, is very hard to do. Even if nobody has any idea who you are, it's very hard to be consistently working and, um, I definitely think that it takes it takes a, a certain level of stubbornness <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and also just putting things out of your mind. Like there's so much rejection at a certain point you have to compartmentalize and just put it off to the side and be like, no, this is happening. And, you know, you battle, you battle like, okay, is this, am I fully delusional? Or is this like a premonition? And do I know that this is going to happen? And you have to kind of walk that line and also like please yourself because at a certain point, I do feel like I, I had like a pack with some of my friends and parents to be like at a certain point, <laughs> I need you to tell me to pull out if I'm losing it <laughs> because right. it's, it's, um, it can be, it can be brutal, but. Mm-hmm. And what but, keeps yeah. you
0: going? I think that was the other part of
3: her question. Yeah, right? what, what keeps, keeps you, you going? Keeps yeah. you is doing I it. think just the, the, the thing that's annoying is, is the passion for it. Like how much I deeply love it and the thrill that you get when you are working and when you are on set and. Even aside from being on set, like whenever I'm reading scripts, whenever I'm working on material, if I'm, you know, I'm doing a, a short in, in a few weeks with some buddies of mine and just like collaborating with, with like-minded creatives, you know, that is so much fun to me. And um, I think that's what keeps me going is just how much I love it and how much I love storytelling and collaborating with different people. Mm-hmm.
1: That's awesome let's see Frankie Carter has a question he wanted to know how does how does she feel about joining such a beloved franchise and what do you think about the horror community (laughs) I don't know how much of that you've experienced (laughs) yet but
3: I haven't experienced like a crazy crazy amount of the horror community yet um have you not I feel like I will and stuff have you I haven't really no (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, not at all, really. Um, so no, I haven't. I haven't really been that immersed, like in in the horror world. It, it was really only surrounding the premiere, and then obviously, like anything via social media, like there is that community that is that is present. Um, so the horror community, I would say, my favorite thing about them is is the passion that they have for what this is, and just the utter love. And I was actually talking with some guys the other day about about this in particular is horror fans have such strong opinions and they can differ so greatly but at the same time they're all super willing to hear each other which doesn't happen in like the real world and so it's such a beautiful thing that I feel like the dynamic they have where it's even if they don't agree with each other they all really bond over this common thing and um, they're willing to like hash it out and hear each other out and and just the passion that they have, I think is, is next to none. I don't think there's another group that's as passionate about a genre or not even a genre, but just, um, a community that's as passionate in, in this kind of world. So I, I absolutely love it. And being a part of the horror fr- or being a part of the Halloween franchise, I mean, it's, I grew up with Halloween, like up here, you know, and, um, I, I was never really the biggest horror buff, especially because I'm terrified of horror. I can barely watch them, at least like knowing the scripts I can, but I mean, I, whenever I go in Chris's trailer, I want to, like, throw up and also, like, stare at everything for a million hours. So <laughs> I'm getting better.
0: That is true. You do come in, look at stuff, and go, ew, and then you go, and then you stare at it. And, but you I, know. I
3: nice bother stuff. you so much. I have to bother you just because I go in there, and I'm, like, trying not to touch things, but also, like, kind of, like, ooh, ooh, I kind of have to touch it. <laughs> it's just, like, you're waiting for these things to move, and they're just... Yeah but amazing. They're unbelievable. Like you I remember even like the ear hair that you have like perfectly. and the dead dad is the one that I always think of. That's the one oh, in yeah. my brain in the, in the 2018 movie, where the where dad's necklace snapped. Um, his ear hair and his like trachea—you could like fully see like his like down his mouth hole into his trachea—and it was just so upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> but so unbelievable. So
0: upsetting. <laughs> well, we had so that. We had that, uh, we had that. We had that dummy. I remember I had that that dummy and and Miles's dummy in in the oh, chairs yeah. for the longest time because we had nowhere to put them, so we stuck them in the chairs and left them. And you there kind of put money.
3: bodies on them. You like stuffed like full bodies on oh those. yeah
0: they have bodies and everything <laughs> and they were dressed and you guys would constantly bring people in to stare and oh, scare. Totally. i scared the hell out of a lot of the transpo guys and people that came into cleaning oh, totally. and stuff they were like yeah what the-, you
3: know, so yeah they- for sure when my mom and dad came down to set i actually um my mom and dad like they of course like iconic jamie lee curtis so they are just already like so giggly and school girly when they get down there um but so I, w- I was like, oh, you guys want to go? Uh, Jamie would love to meet you guys. Like, I'll take you to her trailer. She was on set the whole time. <laughs> so I come to your trailer. And they're expecting to, like, open the door and have Jamie be there. And I open the door and the dead dad staring at them. My mom almost, like, almost died. <laughs> I think she almost had a heart attack and, like, fell out of your trailer.
0: That's me. amazing.
3: <laughs> so it was. They were so mad at me. But it was so worth it.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love that stuff. That's the best part of my job is that yeah. that reaction. That's why you do yeah. it.
3: You know? I think that it was like the thing that was the most mind blowing for me for the first one was how practical all of those visual effects were. It's Like, I kind of thought that a lot of it was done in post. I mean, I had never been on a film that was this heavily steeped in, in effects. And so seeing that, like, a lot of what we did, especially on the first one was all practical. I don't know if that's the word, if that's what you would call it, but it yeah. was practical. Mm-hmm. And it was like already, you know, even stomping on Sartain's head, like we did that. And then what you see in the movie is really that, like, it's, it's unbelievable. That was so mind blowing. And, and that was all, all your work. I was, I was, I'm such a fangirl of yours.
2: (laughs) Oh,
0: you're a sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) But you, I mean, going back to like Halloween, is it really registered that you're I mean, you're part of this legacy forever and ever and ever. This, this yeah, Halloween that is legacy. something
3: that is just really mind blowing. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like it, hit, that hits me, the gravity of that hits me in waves. And it depends kind of on the day and, and where we are. One of the mo- things that Jamie Lee said to me that has really stuck with me is just like be where your feet are, like just constantly be in the moment. Cause if you're not, you're going to miss it. And it's I'll be even just sitting in my house and then all of a sudden it'll kind of like wash over me that I am a part of this thing that is so huge and a community that's so loving and it's more than just like the title of Halloween it's it's so much more than that and it's reached so many people on such deep levels and everybody has a story about it and everybody even if they're not horror fans they know the first time that they saw Halloween and I feel like there's something really, really special about that, and even when I booked it, i i knew, I knew that that was something that was deeply special. Um, but the beauty about it is that I've been able to actually understand how deeply special it is because I could, I could comprehend it when I first booked it, but I couldn't like feel it until you know the process began. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of lucky that it's been dragged out, you know, with postponements and. <laughs> pushing a year for this and that because it's just it's been such a pleasure getting to to kind of soak in every minute and um I wouldn't mind lengthening it (laughs) to really (laughs) have it last as long as possible because it's so so special
1: now is there a part of you that's a little nervous that the final you know the final one which is kind of like your senior year in high school um that It's not going to have that same vibe because of all the new COVID restrictions and everything. It seems like sets are a lot more, a lot lot less personal. People are, you know, you didn't really experience that in Australia, Chris. Because No, no. I mean, but I've been hearing that, you know, like I was just talking with Nev Campbell about filming the new scream. And she said it wasn't fun at all because nobody was mingling. They had to keep people away from each other. And it just didn't feel like that vibe of making a movie. Yeah,
3: we actually had a lot of a lot of our crew in Wilmington actually did scream and and they said the same thing. And one of our Brian Moss, who does who did my hair for both the first two films, he's a huge Halloween, I think, is his number one. And then his number two is scream of just all time favorites. And um, so working on it was so iconic for him. And it was it was kind of what you said, like it was just it was amazing. But it was still a bummer in a lot of ways because you don't get that same experience. Um, in regards to the third, I mean, if I'm so lucky enough to make it out of the second one, then, then I think I'll just be thrilled to be on set and, and to kind of be with everybody one more time, you know, Brian,
0: Brian Moss is a, is a huge, he, I love Brian. He, uh, yeah, he I love couldn't, him. he couldn't look at the mask when I would bring it to set. He couldn't, <laughs> it scared, it <laughs> creeped him out. So he loved it. At the same time, totally. he was like, he was like, I love it. I want to touch it. Look at it for me. I can't look at. It. I love it. Can I touch it? I don't want to be. <laughs> he was so great, but he was oh. he, he 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 was genuinely a fan, but afraid of it. Like like yeah, he scared of it. Yeah. Interesting totally reaction. He
3: he worked really hard on both of the films to try to not read the sides, so that he had like some mystery going into the final product because he just kind of wanted to like see it like a fan. Um but obviously he had to like know the script somewhat, but he was I remember it was so funny. He's like, don't tell me. <laughs> but also tell me, what's happening? Because <laughs> like the push and pull of his like love <laughs> as a fan and also like having to do his job <laughs> was <laughs> brutal. But um but yeah he's he's such a he's such a lovely human being. I I I couldn't be be more in love with that guy. We have such a special group that does this movie.
0: Yeah, we do. It yeah. is a very family-like.
3: Yeah. Effect. Even right on, like right off the gate, like right out the gate on the first one, I feel like it was just such a, such a bonded crew. Um, and I know a lot of them, you know, like David and Danny run, a David runs a pretty tight ship and like a lot of his crew is, are people that he's known for a really long time, which mm-hmm. I think helps because it's a well-oiled machine and, I mean you know David his personality is just so warm and energetic and and joyful you know that mm-hmm. to have anyone that's like a cog in the machine that's like doesn't kind of emulate that too isn't necessarily a great fit. So it's I feel like he kind of already had that on lock but mixed with all the Blumhouse people and um and everybody and everybody else it would just it felt like such a perfect merging of everyone. Plus did you feel this way on the first one where like I felt like everyone was just fanboy or girling out the whole time we were making it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be there. but And everyone was excited to be involved in that franchise and that film and what we were doing and were so excited. Yeah, we were, it was, there was a vibe of everyone fanning out every day like every yeah. day like again the i remember the first day we put the mask on and the suit and he walked out the entire crew was like I can't believe it like Marty's is right there we're <laughs> making this kind of movie this is crazy like every and it and that carried on throughout the entire filming of the yeah. movie and even then halloween kills same thing you know it, it just yeah. carried through and we were still so lucky and fortunate and 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 what's great about it is that is that trans, translates onto the final product when you see the movie you could tell that everybody involved wanted to be there and loves
3: it yeah there's a lot of love that went into it for sure a lot of
0: commitment you're very committed to it yeah you're you're very committed to your role and your character and i can safely say that having seen (laughs) having seen both films
3: (laughs) oh (laughs) you've seen have you seen the full you've seen the full kills I've only, David showed me like some bits and pieces, but none, nothing I saw had Carpenter's like full score in it either, which right. to be fair, I'm fine with because I like to hear that in the theaters. Yeah, it's absolutely, <laughs> it,
0: it's amazing. It's fantastic. It's gonna be great. Oh. Anyway, sorry, back to fan questions. I don't want to reveal too much. <laughs> I
3: know, I know, I feel like everything I'm like, okay, what am I allowed to say? I know. <laughs> also, yeah. I feel like the horror community figures things out. So like every, like I feel like they know everything. So, yeah. and it's like I don't know if it's just them asking questions um, or like fishing. making a comment. Yeah, like fishing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, But I also there's like been so many little bits of pieces that have come out about kills that I don't know what's actually like hearsay and like what was so so even if it's accurate, I'm like I don't know, I don't know, I don't well, know, I don't know. Yeah, the
0: other the other creepy part about it is people make assumptions or they, or they anticipate something that's mm-hmm. actually not in the film or has nothing totally. to do with these and. And, but they're so, they have so much conviction towards it that it gets this weird online thing that, and then it becomes yeah. reality. And people actually think that's what's, what's, hap- like ridiculous stuff. Totally. You know, Michael Myers is an android. He's an android from Halloween <laughs> three. And he's, you know, oh my you're God. Going, you're going, what? what? Where did you find this? Spoiler, stuff?
3: Spoiler. Chris. You're not supposed oh, to sorry. tell people that.
0: Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, man. I have my coffee. I'm
3: calling Ryan Turek. <laughs>
1: uh let's see uh let's see steven kohler said said hey andy it's halloween the pa from halloween kills i don't i don't is there a pa name hi do you know who this guy is yeah he said would you like to play a killer or would you prefer the final girl slash hero
3: both (laughs) both is both is very fun um the the protagonist and antagonist are roles that I would of course love to play. Um, it's been a blast being the kind of final girl so to speak but but yeah, I would I would love to to be a James Jude Courtney.
1: <laughs> we all aspire to be a James Jude Courtney. Right.
3: <laughs> On so many levels. He's just such a such a wonderful human being.
1: He is. He is to play
3: michael myers too it's like it just feels it feels wrong he like balances the evil of michael because he's so wonderful
0: (laughs) well it's always the quiet nice ones
1: that are the the most evil
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i shouldn't give him too much credit
1: uh john conradry said which halloween film is your favorite before 2018 and why and do you remember when and where you saw the original and and uh, and I want to add to this question: Have you seen all of them? Uh, and you and you can—it's it, totally honest. okay to say it because there's a lot you're not. <laughs> I'm missing. waiting for
0: her to go. I'm going to answer the question for her. She's she, she hasn't seen any of them. Not That's even not the first true. one. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's so, a total
3: lie. Um, no, I've seen I've seen a few of them. So the ones I've seen are the original, the second one um, and, and 2018. And let me tell you why though. So first of all, the, my favorite is the original by far. Um, but I feel like that would be my answer, even if I had seen the other ones. I mean, when I watched, when I saw the original, I was in high school, but I don't even know if it really counts, like counts as watching it. Cause I, I like was, under a blanket the whole time and just kind of like "Ah!" so I have no idea really what what was going on um and I also after that like swore off horror movies because I was just like so traumatized Mm -hmm. I also like babysat a lot so I was like not no (laughs) can't do this anymore um but I was in high school when I saw it and I was at my my friend's house um in in his basement and it was terrifying um that was the first time I saw it and then I I hadn't seen it again until I was going out for it. And when I watched it again, and when I also had like more knowledge of film at that point, it was mind blowing to me how everything that John Carpenter did is pretty much what everybody has since been trying to do. And even in 1978, he did it so much better than all of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know it's that was the most mind-blowing thing i was like oh these pov shots these tracking shots like this setup this scare like all these things that like have become commonplace in the horror in the horror films and and what we see were all kind of birthed by him and still he did them better as as like a just first go in, in 1978 um i would say that was kind of my favorite Thing one of the other were you there, Chris, when we watched the original in the theater
2: in mm-hmm.
3: in Charleston
2: yeah, yeah so yeah. before
3: we started filming the first one, everybody, all the casting crew got together, and David and Danny wrote it rented out this big theater um or plumhouse right i don't know who did it, but someone did it, and they rented out <laughs> this lovely theater in in Charleston, and we watched it, and that was the first time I saw it in a theater setting mm-hmm. um
0: Oh, interesting. So that, yeah, Mm -hmm. that, that makes sense. So was it, was that a different experience than watching it in your friend's basement?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I mean, even just the acoustics um, are so different and also it was the first time I'd watched it in a, in a group of people that big. So I feel like that's also one of the other most amazing things about, about horror is like watching things together and, um that entire experience is something that like should not be missed I mean that's part of the reason why of course I was bummed that that uh kills got postponed but at the same time like if there's any chance that we can watch it like as a group with each other and experience the entire thing at the same moment like mm-hmm. I think it's worth it's worth trying yeah. um yeah, so. that's another
1: thing that that you wonder will there be a premiere you know um in, I
3: know the, you know yeah, it's a weird, the film that I, Sun, that's coming out next Friday, it's a very weird rollout. Very weird, just because it's a lot of virtual press, um, and there's no real premiere. Like, how can you do a premiere? So, it's, it's kind of odd. We were technically premiering at the Dublin International Film Festival, and we did, like, a Q&A last week that's, like, pre-recorded. And it was so cute. The girl, the moderator, was like, "Welcome! Like, congratulations on your on your international world premiere!" And we're like, "Thank you. <laughs> Feels great." Yeah. Um. It's it's definitely odd, but we'll see. I mean, I feel like I, I am a little hopeful for the fall. I feel like it's far enough away, but yeah. but you never know. With, with I'm, I'm with hopeful, hopeful too, and sense.
0: and you know something is interesting is there are alternatives. Sean and I went and saw. The new Bill and Ted movie at a drive-in, and that was technically its premiere it because was, Alex yeah. Winter was yeah. there. It was it was their premiere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was a I I gotta say it's, it, I don't know why more people didn't do that over the, the course of this yeah. COVID thing and premiere their movie at a drive-in because it was quite. It. it, it it really still lent itself to that community going to the movies it was safe totally. everyone was distanced you could still see the people that were you know safely distanced in front of you you see Alex Winter the, the filmmakers were there they recorded a little kind of yeah. intro video that showed on the drive-in theater saying hey everybody welcome to you know it, it was really great and that, that's not yeah. something I think that's something that should be considered especially for a movie like for Halloween sure. Kills you know I think for it would sure be amazing.
3: I, I agree. I mean, the first even the 2018 movie, it's, of course, you want to see it in a theater. But that film is even more conducive than Halloween kills to being seen at home. Like it's like, okay, like, it's not as grand. It's not mm-hmm. as big. It's not mm-hmm. as all of these things that that kills is like kills is a movie that I feel like just has to be seen like yeah. on a big screen with Absolutely. loud sound and people. Yeah. Um, I so agree I, especially I, yeah. IMAX
0: because they were planning on do it rolling oh it out gosh. on IMAX too which I know I can't wait I would that's where I was like I'm going to see it on IMAX fuck anything
3: else so. I know just <laughs> yeah and if COVID's still bad then just go like in the middle of the day exactly <laughs> <That was around. laughs> yeah no I, I agree it's we just have to kind of pray and and it's gonna happen all I, the I'm woods. feeling good
0: about it I'm feeling yeah. good about it
1: Brandon Gregory wanted to know which of the two endings to 2018, did you prefer the original or the reshot ending?
3: Uh, I preferred the reshot ending, Um, but I loved so much filming the other one um, as well. So I'm, I feel really lucky that we got to do both because it was, it was so much fun to watch the showdown that kind of takes place between Lori and, and Michael, um, that was so epic to watch Jamie Lee, just like throw row, like her and James together were just next level, um, that entire, that entire thing. So to watch that was just like a masterclass in professionalism and commitment and, and stamina. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that as a whole, I would prefer the one that was the, the one that was used. And it's just, it was, it created a lot more tension there was it was dragged out a lot more so it just it was like a lot more of cat and mouse it was a lot more anxiety inducing I I was um, having heart palpitations (laughs) (laughs) the other one I feel like was a little bit quicker but uh but yeah I would have preferred the the one that was seen
1: do you recall any other scenes that were cut that you shot it didn't make it into the final.
3: Yeah, there were there were a good amount of them. There were some other ones with with um, Dylan Arnold who plays Cameron, and it kind of like buttons up his story a little bit after he does the notorious uh, nacho cheese phone throw. Um, <laughs> so there was a little bit more post that, but but I I totally any scene that really got cut I I kind of understand um, in terms of just what the movie was as a whole and and kind of the story of it and and what was necessary to move from point A to point B. Um, I feel like every movie, there are lots of scenes that get cut. Um, but but again, I'm really happy that we got to film them in a lot there's, of ways because they there's a lot of things.
1: There was one scene I was curious about because um, I know Nick Castle had a cameo as himself. He was a, played a neighbor and there was a – because I saw the photo. The dead dog? The dead dog yeah. from the tree. Yeah. 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 What was the story behind that? Was that your dog? Whose dog was that supposed to be?
3: It was it was a dog in the neighborhood and it was kind of before things kick off um really when Michael's escaped but he is still romping around in his little insane asylum outfit. So He's not in his like full garb yet. He's just his little jogging.
2: Like, his,
0: <laughs> his cute little pajamas. white
3: outfit. His little <laughs> yeah. PJ's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, his little linen. His little linen tracksuit.
0: Well, wasn't it? You were. <laughs> you were. You were. You. Yeah, Allison
3: jogged a bunch. There was a. I. I basically. Yeah, like Universal and Blumhouse basically ruined my chances of getting a Under Armour <laughs> campaign after this, because they cut out all of my jogging scenes in all of my right. Under Armour things. Um, That's no, I'm kidding. But I did. There was a lot of jogging, and, a lot of jogging. Um, and like jogging around the neighborhood jogging. Like it was just like a thing yeah. that Allison did in the morning. And so you see her. you see her once at the beginning of the movie, initially how it was running in the neighborhood, just like a normal day. And then as things are starting to heat up, once Michael's escaped, then as she's doing that same jog that she always does, after you already met the dog, that every day she runs by this dog and the dog like runs up to the fence and barks at her. Like it's, it's their kind of routine. As she approaches that house, the dog's not barking. There's a group of neighbors formed and the dog is hanging dead in this tree, um, which is just, horrific um and <laughs> that is that was the scene that that was cut well that, all of the that, yogging, but
1: is that your <laughs> dog uh chris that didn't get to be. did you make that dog or it you was it. Oh, no. i believe it was a taxidermy dog it was a taxidermy dog props got but
0: that, no wait no it wasn't i take that back that's not true it was a props dog the props part, but i had to put a uh, armature in it and make it look make its neck look broken and dress it with blood and do all the. so basically they gave me this kind of already existing prop dog and like, we were supposed to make it but then we couldn't decide on what kind of dog it was going to be all the way up to the last minute and so it was like okay well, let's just get props to get a dog and then we then I took it in the trailer the infamous trailer and redressed it and hung it up there I remember climbing up to the ladders and squirting blood so it because david was like i want the blood to be because when you jog yeah the shot was you see Annie come around along the fence and there's people in the foreground and there's blood dripping and they're looking up and then she stops and looks up and then you cut to what that is so um and he's in the background like it was another one of those infamous you see him way down the street in the distance standing by the bronco and in his in his cute little pajamas. So.
3: Yeah, in his little jam-jams. <laughs> By the way, so they then obviously cast the dog, the real dog, the, the alive mm-hmm. dog that was not injured in the, in the making of this process. <laughs> but um, but that dog, so they looked identical. Did you have to adjust the prop dog in order to look like that dog? Or A was it just bit. like luck?
0: No, it was, I think, I think what ended up, we, we reverse engineered it where this is the prop dog that's available. Let's get this breed or this type of dog. Okay. So then we got the dog to, so it didn't match exactly, but you know, movie magic and some fudging, we, we, we pulled it off I think. unless my memory serves me wrong, which is entirely possible because I can't remember what I had for dinner last night. So
3: <laughs> I feel like with things like that though, like details like that, you would remember
1: i would yeah yeah (laughs) you're a little bit of a perfectionist it's the only thing i'm good
3: at (laughs) that's inaccurate but okay
1: uh nelson acosta wanted to know who was your favorite director past or present
3: that's really tough that not that i've worked with just in general just
1: in general yeah because clearly that's David Gordon Green.
3: I mean, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. um I, that's it's really tough cuz there are so many I feel like all the directors that I really love have very different styles. Hmm. So it's tough to kind of give like an absolute winner. Um someone that I would have loved to work with but I won't have the chance is is like Mike Nichols is one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Do you have a a favorite Halloween candy? I love candy. You don't (laughs) eat
0: candy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I love candy. No. So I, I don't know because Halloween candy is different because nobody gives you sour watermelons. And I think sour watermelons are like one of my favorites. And unless, do you know what? Do you find sour watermelons when you go?
1: I love sour water. I love. I've the, never uh, had one. Never the, even the, heard the it. Sour Patch Kid.
3: Like the Sour Patch ones. Kids.
1: Oh, the okay. watermelon ones. So that oh. I've never yeah. had that.
3: Okay, I'm gonna buy you some and okay. um, send them.
1: Okay. <laughs> so All give right. me your
3: address when we're done, okay. and you will get All a right. box of sour gummies. <laughs> but I would and say you sour don't gummies like are my favorite.
1: To give them to me i'll give them so to, to sean the, yeah.
3: give them to yeah. sean <laughs> exactly um but that's i feel like you don't really get that as halloween candy though no one's really right. giving you sour watermelons as halloween candy so in terms of halloween candy i would say the bite sized because i think that the ratio is the best with the bite size of snickers
1: i agree i, I ratio
0: okay. I'm all about ratio
1: with yes. everything. It's well, you know, common. it's
0: funny. <laughs> it's I, very important.
1: I can't eat a full crunch candy bar. because the th- <laughs> I, I don't like the thinness of them. But when you get the little bite size Halloween ones, they're perfect. Perfect.
3: Yeah. yeah were you, were you, a,
0: did you like Halloween as a holiday as a kid? Did, did you yeah. dress up? Were you into It was my
3: favorite holiday. Even yeah. though I'm terrified of scary things, it was my favorite holiday um my it was huge in my house actually my parents we lived like on a street very so I grew up in the midwest in a town like I would say pretty pretty similar to to like a hat field type like in terms of what you see and um it's like very like white picket fence like sidewalks and east coast doesn't have sidewalks it's a thing I'm learning it's a really big bummer out here mm-hmm. but in the midwest they're great sidewalks so trick-or-treating is like next level mm-hmm. And we lived on a street that was right off of the main street. So we got a lot of traffic. And my mom would always get um, like the king size candy bars. And so that was always very, very fun. But she would also make like a pot, like so big. I can't even, like it was such a huge pot of chili she would make every year. And my dad would make like a ton of margaritas. So obviously that wasn't for me, but like as kids were coming through, they were getting the king size candy bars, and then they were giving all the parents <laughs> like chili and margaritas so to go, so, so <laughs> like so in solo cups. Yeah, oh so it was our house was kind of like a gathering spot um, for ev- for everyone, like even yeah. people we didn't really know. We always saw them on on Halloween, and so it was it was a really cool thing. So Halloween for us was always quite special, and then a lot of the kids would end up back at my house, like counting the candy and. And doing that whole thing where you do the sorting and the trading and, and all of that. So that sounds all amazing. Was my favorite.
0: Top yeah. three, top three costumes as a kid.
1: Go. Uh, so I was just about to ask too. Really,
0: yeah. top three costumes. Um,
3: right I was off, ketchup. Talking. I was ketchup and mustard. I was mustard with my <laughs> friend, and that was a good one. I really liked that. Um, it's very scary. I,
0: mustard is
2: very
3: scary. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know it was just the regular yellow mustard too. Right. Not the oh. Dijon, not the fancy, like just yellow mustard. Yeah. Yeah. The hat was you never know. Was, <laughs> it was perfect. Um, so I was yellow mustard. And then my favorite one of all time was actually my one that my mom and I made. Um, I was this, I was a scarecrow, um, from, uh, like the Wizard of Oz. My sister is is older than me and she's two years older and I wanted nothing more than to like be in, be one of her friends and her friend group. And so her friend group was doing like where each one of them was a character from the Wizard of Oz, but there was no Scarecrow. So I was like, I'll be a Scarecrow. And so my mom and I like cut up hula skirts. I took my dad's old flannel, like we stuffed everything. Like it was it was unbelievable. And that was, I think my favorite costume because it was like so hands-on. Um, and it looked unreal. I would have won all of the costume contests. And then third, third, just because I was really little, but I have to say it was one of my favorites because I, I had a habit of, um, whatever I was for Halloween, I would wear for the next like year of my life until the next Halloween. So I think I was like Four and I was Dorothy again, Wizard Boss. I love the Wizard Boss. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, I was Dorothy, and I lived in my Dorothy costume until my ruby slippers were like my toes were like crunched up as tight as they could be mm. and could not fit. But, um, but yeah, so my mom always was like wary. She was really happy that I wasn't yellow mustard for a whole year. I had like grown out of that face by, by then. Mm. Luckily, <laughs> that's awesome. Those are good choices. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Now before we let you go, I I I have to I think the fans would probably crucify us if we didn't at <laughs> least talk a little bit about uh, Halloween kills. I know it's kind of like yeah. how do we talk about a movie that we're not supposed to know anything about? Um what what do you think the fans can expect from this film, you know, uh as compared to the first and maybe talk about what it was like, you know, to work with some of the returning cast, like, uh, Charles ciphers, Nancy Stevens. Um, yeah. Uh, you know,
3: it was Kyle
1: Richards. Sorry. I forgot. Kyle. Oh
3: yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it was, what I loved so much about this is, is Haddonfield kind of has always been like a secondary character in in all of them. And, um, this is the first time where you kind of like put faces to, to the name and you actually like meet the town and it, it broadens it widens the lens on the community which is something that is really nice like I feel like everything we've seen so far um not just in ours but in a lot of the other films as well is like it's very focused on you know your main core players and this is nice because it it just broadens the scope and you kind of meet all of these new people and and there are some people that you meet that you've heard their names, but you've never met them. There are people that you have seen that are coming back, like you mentioned. And so it, it's just it's just big and bad and mean and chaotic and wonderful. Um, I feel like it starts at 100 miles an hour and like just keeps going <laughs> faster, put on the accelerator all the way to the end um which is it was a blast to make it was a huge undertaking to make it was super ambitious but i think that we that we really pulled it out
0: i think also too it's a you you said it earlier just that it's an ensemble piece and there's and there's it is broader and there's there's big things happening in different places at the same time that you're going back and forth with. And and it's a big, broad, there's so much going on and there's so much to be involved in with Mm -hmm. everybody that you care about. And so it feels so much bigger and so much
2: happens.
3: Yeah. I feel like it also, it does have a lot of heart at the end of the day as well, which, which is something that movies that have like that, like how Chris just described, like you can lose that a little bit just because Mm -hmm. there's so much happening. Um, Granted, I haven't seen the final product, but from what I remember and from what I have seen, I feel like it does have a lot of heart and, and that I feel like can be tough to do, but not when you have David Gordon Green at the helm.
1: <laughs> Are you as anxious as everybody else is to see a, a poster, a trailer, you know, like a final, tra- I mean, they have the the teaser, but that hasn't really, isn't like the final trailer really. Right. No, it's not. The no. Trailer no. trailer. Yeah.
3: No. I mean, they um, keep I've us seen on- some things, but yeah, <laughs> Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know what I'm allowed to say, but I I had to approve like some things for potential like press things. So I did see like potential posters and things um a while ago. But I I don't know what's gonna change. I mean, it something that, you know, they had a year ago. I don't know if they're gonna kind of edit it or, or what they're gonna do. So I don't know like what even stands today and like what's gonna happen with this rollout. Um
0: do you think fans will be excited by what you did see without revealing anything? <laughs>
2: you think yeah.
1: they'll be excited? Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: sure they will. Yeah. Are you, are you a little nervous that we may not get the th- big theatrical release? I mean, I mean, we, you know, with what's going on, if things keep going in the positive direction, I think it yeah. will be good, but it's, it's, yeah,
3: I, I really hope that, I am I'm like in the boat that Chris is where I I feel really positive about it, but at the end of the day, we don't know. I mean, if, if 2020 taught us anything, it's, you can't really plan on anything happening the way you think it's supposed to. So uh, I really hope that, that it, that it happens that way. But I also, um, if, you know, this October rolls around and there's no chance for a theatrical release and, um, it's either we push it a year or not. I, I mean, I, I feel like it, it should just come out, <laughs> you <Yeah>. <laughs> know. <laughs> like I would forego a theatrical release if it means like having to wait on the movie, again. But um, I'm
0: positive but, on it. We're gonna end this yeah. on a positive note. It's gonna come out. It's gonna it's come definitely out gonna both, it's definitely it's, gonna come out. And it's gonna be and people are gonna dig it. It's gonna be a good Halloween. Last Halloween, kind of, kind of was brutal, but this one. Halloween's back. We're gonna have a good Halloween this year, you guys. I'm I'm confident, right? We're all in. This yes.
3: Halloween. Okay.
0: Boom. Oh. She just said that. Boom. Well, I'm excited to see Sun. We're gonna see Sun. Thank we'll you. probably talk about
1: it on the show. Oh, for um, sure. We will for sure. I can't
3: wait to hear your guys' thoughts on it.
1: Yeah. So anyway, thank you so much for coming on. And we look forward to seeing Sun this Friday, March 5th everybody get it on demand if you're lucky enough to have a theater go see it um i hope in theaters it's it's
3: it does have some it's a theatrical release in some theaters in some areas so keep an eye out for it it the sound design is so unbelievable it's like if regardless where you watch the movie just make sure it's in a very dark room with either headphones that are very loud or in a theater because it's it's kind of the best way to see it awesome I look Thanks forward to guys. seeing
0: it. And thank you so much for doing this. It was so nice Thanks to see your me. face. Thanks for
3: having me. I know. It was so good to see you guys, too. I, I really, it just brings back so many memories and it makes me so excited um, to work together again in the future.
0: We're doing it
1: soon. Yeah. And the funny thing is, the guy who's the killer. Hi. What under- was that? Uh. That's all I heard.